The views and opinions expressed on Eye on the Triangle do not represent WKNC 88.1 or NC State student media. Your dial is currently turned to Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. Thank you for listening. Hi, this is Ellie Figgy with Eye on the Triangle, bringing you news stories from NCSU and our community in the Triangle area. The annual campus security report was posted last week. We're going to dive into that with an interview with the NC State's Chief of I Police, am here Daniel with House. Police Chief Daniel House, and he's going to be answering some questions about campus security in our annual uh, campus security report. Would you like to do a description of your title? Perfect. Yeah, okay, awesome. And how long have you been here? Uh, well, this is actually the second time I've worked here, but uh, I've been here as the chief for approximately three and a half years. Uh, prior to that, I was the chief. Can you explain a little Beach, bit about what the security report here. is and what is the purpose of it? Yeah, so the annual security report is required um, for any educational institution that receives funding um, through like student financial aid or anything like that. So. Uh, um, what we do, it's part of uh, what they call the Cleary Act. So the Cleary Act, uh, you know, did, or what it does is uh, it gives students, faculty, staff um, an idea of what's going on in the campus uh, when it comes to crime and, and things of that nature. So, um, so we're required to release it every October. And so if you look, we How just How would you say that this year's one. crime rates have been comparatively to the past years? Yeah, I mean, crime fluctuates all the time, so, uh, but it's, it seems to be pretty consistent. Um, you know, sometimes there's like outliers. This year's report has an outlier in it, and it's that, because uh, um, we're required to report crimes that are reported to us in that year. So we had uh, somebody come and report crimes this year that happened many years ago, but we had to show them in our, in our numbers. So you will look and you'll see fluctuations in, in the crime sometimes, but uh, it, crime here on campus tends to be pretty, uh, pretty consistent. And it, uh, even for being in the middle of a major city, um, it's actually pretty oh, good. low That's compared good to, to hear. what goes is on Is there a certain us. part of campus where you think crime is higher? Is it up by Hillsborough Street or is it in a place where you don't see Beale as much? Well, it, it, I, without look, have the numbers in front of me, I couldn't really tell you um, exactly, but certainly those areas where, um, you know, the campus inter intersects with, uh, you know, those big populations of people. Uh, we do tend to get uh, transient population, homeless people, that type of thing, that sometimes walk through the campus on that side. So um, I can't say that that makes our crime rate any higher. It's just uh, Is there it, a does, but it does make people nervous. sort maybe. of data point on the sheet or crime that you've seen that has been concerning to you at all, something that you think needs maybe to have more work going forward? Well, I think the, one of the things is uh, most of the crime that happened on campus is crimes of opportunity. So people leave things in their vehicle, people break into the vehicle, um, people leave things unattended. That's a huge problem, especially used to be a really big problem at the libraries. 
uh, people leave their laptops and then go down to get a cup of coffee or something and they're surprised that their laptop's gone. So, um, so those are the type of things that generally happen. Um, you know, the, again, we're in a major city, so do you have some bleed over crime? Sometimes um, bicycles are another one that's been traditionally, uh, people don't lock their bike and uh, people come and take them. Uh, but those are the I more read traditional that, that we there have. was a few carjackings for a period of time, and maybe there was batteries I think stolen from a certain kind of car. Um, I don't know if you if that was within the last year, but if it was, how do you think we could maybe prevent that issue? Yeah, that was catalytic converters, not right. batteries. But uh, so yeah, we had those, and and, and that's just because they have uh, very expensive metals in certain ones that are. Um, certain types of cars so people come and cut them off and take them to get for the metal out of them um, and we had a bunch of those uh, we only had one carjacking that actually happened on campus and when I say it was on campus it really well, well technically it really wasn't it was uh, over uh, near the food line on Avent Ferry where one of our uh, um, fraternities are so that had happened um, but uh, we don't again we don't usually I remember have that type being, of crime here um, kind of ironic look at because we don't we always get the reports when a crime comes out and the, I think there was a carjacking where someone tried to steal a car but then they couldn't drive the stick shift that's correct uh, did, did that give you guys something to laugh about here it always does yeah, yeah. so yeah that was uh, certainly funny yeah uh, that uh, and uh, but I hate it happened anyway but right at least uh, the car wasn't stolen actually so. I know yeah that actually uh, worked out pretty nicely. I guess maybe we should all be driving a stick shift. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> well, um, what are some ways that you think that students can learn to protect themselves, whether it be from theft, encountering people, um, strangers from the city? What are some things that students can do to keep themselves safer? Probably the biggest one we see is just be alert. Um, we see so many you know students walking around with their face in their cell phone. Um, they'll, they'll cross streets like that, not even look for traffic. Um, and it's not just students, it's students, faculty, staff, I mean, a lot of people do it. So to uh, be, you know, uh, you know, keep uh, you know, eye on your surroundings, um, things, uh, plan your route. Um, those are some of the things we talk about. Um, you know, not saying staring at your cell phone, but have it in your hands so you can call 911 if you needed to. Um, and again, always have a plan. So, I mean, as you're walking, you know, maybe you'll go take this path instead of that path because that path goes through a dark alley. Um, so planning your path out and, uh, and again, having a plan. If something does happen, what are you going to do? Know what you're going to do ahead of time. So maybe it's run into that building or whatever it is, but have a plan ahead of time. From uh, things being stolen, simple, just lock them up. <laughs> lock them up or don't bring them. Um, you know, if you are going to leave and don't leave your laptop laying out, pick it up, take it with you, um, those kind of things. Again, most of those crimes are crimes of opportunity. It's because somebody just didn't lock them up, and that's what happens. Do you think that there are certain challenges um, that specifically maybe women or young women need to be aware of? Um, yeah, again, like we really have a, a safe campus. I mean, we really do. Um, not to say anything can happen, so I'll put that caveat out there. But uh, but, it, but it's really safe. I mean, I think the some of the things we were just talking about is you know again, you're, you're going to go from you know your residence hall over to the dining hall and come back. Um, take a friend with you, you know, two of you walk and eat together or something. Um, anytime you can walk with a group, you're you're better off for sure.
Okay, awesome. Well, those answered some really important questions, I think, about the security report. I'm glad that we got an update on it, and hopefully we learned some tips to make ourselves safer. I want to ask you, as we're finishing, um, some for fun questions. So, do you like working here at NC State? Love working here. Good. Yeah, it's a great time. Uh, the community is what I really love, so I love being around uh, the students, the faculty, the staff, and uh, kind of the energy that comes with all that. What is your favorite Howling Cow ice cream flavor? <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, it's lemon. Is it the lemon wafer one? Yeah, lemon wafer. I've never tried that one before. It's fantastic, yeah. I really like Cherry Brook Road, and I'm disappointed that it's being phased out right now. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was great to talk to you. Thank you for doing this interview, Chief House. Not a problem at all. This has been Ellie with Eye on the Triangle. You're listening to 88.1 WKNC Raleigh HD1. Well, it's October in Raleigh, and that means we are all thinking about the North Carolina State Fair. We're here on Thursday, October 19th, which is the Smithfield Foods Hunger Relief Day. We're going to be talking with a food bank that accepts canned goods as admission to the state fair today. We're also going to talk with some fairgoers, interview vendors in the village of yesteryear, and learn more about the North Carolina State Fair. Let's get right into it. I'm Ellie Figgy, and I am here with Holly Nelson at the North Carolina State Fair, and we're going to be talking about the food drive she's a part of. Yeah. It's great to have you, Holly. Thank you. So to start off, would you tell me a little bit about the organization you work for? Absolutely. We are the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. We have been serving the local area for over 40 years now. We serve 34 counties in North Carolina, so all the way from Central to Eastern North Carolina. And so our service area covers about one in nine individuals who are facing food insecurity. That's about 11% of our service area. Wow, that is incredible. How long have you been involved in this organization? So I've been with the food bank for almost three years now, but this is a cause that's always been very near and dear to my heart. Okay. So did you, what, what was your intention when you were younger? Did you always want to do something that was within this kind of field? So actually, um, when I was growing up, I lived in a very low-income, food-insecure household. I, um, gratefully to my parents, did not know that that was the case. But as I grew older, I kind of realized that that was my situation. And so being able to work in this group and then even in this community has been so important to me because I'm helping people that helped me. And I'm going to ask a little bit about this tradition at the fair, especially because some of our listeners probably don't know um, exactly what the purpose of the food bank is here. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners, if you donate six cans of food, I believe, to the fair on today, Thursday, October 19th, then you can get a free entry ticket, right? Yes. So if you bring six cans of food, any kind of cans, just six food, uh, six cans of food, you get free admission for the whole day, October 19th. But today only is this um, initiative. How long has this been a tradition at the fair? This is our 30th year. We started in 1993, so this is actually our 30th anniversary of doing a kind of can day at the state fair. Happy 30th anniversary. Thank you. That's I know it's so exciting. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow, that's crazy. Do you know how they got involved originally? Like what led to this being part of the fair? Um, Originally, I have to say I'm not absolutely aware. Um, I just know that's initiative too that several fairs in the state do as well. So I know it's been a tradition that is long standing. 
how much did you accumulate last year and how much do you expect to accumulate this year? Well, so I don't have the exact numbers okay, from last nice. year, but um, since Hunger Relief Day began at the NC State Fair in 1993, and since then, fairgoers go fair have donated over 6.1 million pounds of food to the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina and our partners. Wow. Did you say 6.1 million? 6.1 million pounds. 6.1 million. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to ask you now fun questions for you, Holly. What yeah. is your favorite part of the fair? My favorite part of the fair has always been the rides. And my favorite ride, I don't know if it's called this anymore, but it used to be called Fireball. And they would always play Pitbull's Fireball when you go on it and you just go round and round and round. And then you would stop at the very top and hang upside down. So I've always been kind of an adrenaline junkie, so I love the rides. I love that. Um, I cannot say the same. I don't know that I'd be able to take that, but I love, <laughs> I love to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so have you been to Howling Cow before? I have. I, I'm actually an NC State alum. You are an NC State alum. I am. Okay. So we're at NC State's radio station. I'm a senior yes. at NC State. Um, so my last question for you is what is your favorite Howling Cow ice cream flavor? Oh, by far Campfire Delight. I loved it at NC State when I went and I still love it to this day. It's I my know. favorite. I love Campfire Delight. It's so good. It's, by, it's, it's the best. It, I think and even like you can taste that fire roasted marshmallow even. I don't know how they do it, but it's by far my favorite. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it was great talking to you, Holly. Um, I love the cause and I'm, I'm so glad that this is a part of the State Fair. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All right, thank you so much. After an excellent interview with Holly, we're going across the fair to visit some vendors at the Village of Yesteryear. What is your name? Bill Wallace. Bill Wallace. How long yep. have you been here at the fair? Uh, 23 years. 23 years? Yep. And what are you doing uh, here in the Village of Yesteryear? I'm doing wood turning and wood carving, and I teach up at NC State and listen to uh, 88.1. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Do you want to say your name? Janet Wallace. I'm a basket weaver. I've been here two years, but I've been here many years helping my husband with the woodworking. So what do you guys like about being in the village of yesteryear? Getting the immediate response on your work. You know, you get, you'll see a whole cross-section of society, so you'll get every comment in the world, you know. So it's good to hear it face-to-face. -face. Well, it was great to meet you both. Thank you for answering my questions. Thank you. What is your name? My name is Scott Daltrey. And what are you selling here in the village of yesteryear? Baskets. And is this your wife that you're with? It is, and she is the basket maker. My job is to sit here in the booth and look pretty. <laughs> you're doing a good job. How long have you guys been coming to the State Fair? We have 20 years this year. We had a 20-year certificate. 20 years? Right here in this spot in wow. the village of yesteryear. I really like your outfits. Why, thank you very much. This is something that's cool about the village of yesteryear. So yes. we're on the radio, so people can't tell. But would you describe a little bit of what you're wearing? Well, it's a cotton shirt, of course, with an open collar like they used to be. I would say that we're dressed colonial style, 1776. Uh, that's uh, all the people in the village pick a time frame and they dress in with that period style, and this is what we pick. And I have a leather apron that I use because I do the handles and uh, leather work for the baskets. And a very cool hat. Yeah, and a very cool hat. <laughs> well, it's a western style. What do you love about the North Carolina State Fair? Oh my goodness, you see everyone you ever knew in your whole life. <laughs> what is your name? Jeremy Norris. And who are you here representing? Broad Slab Distillery. We're in Benson, North Carolina. 
That's in North Carolina, nice. Oh, we're WKNC in Raleigh, and I'm asking people what are they here to represent and what is their favorite part about the North Carolina State Fair? Uh, the people, the people. You get to talk to a lot of people. After hearing raving reviews from visitors, vendors, and volunteers, this concludes our comments on the 2023 North Carolina State Fair. I'm Ellie Figgy with Eye on the Triangle, and as always, thank you for listening to 88.1 WKNC HD1 Raleigh. Thank you for listening to this episode of Eye on the Triangle, the public affairs program of WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. To listen to past episodes of Eye on the Triangle or replay this one, please visit wknc.org forward slash podcasts. The music for this episode is titled Noah Stark by Krakatoa, and it was made available through a Creative Commons license. You can check wknc.org forward slash schedule to catch the next episode of Eye on the Triangle Live. Until then, this has been Nick Pinto with WKNC 88.1.